Good morning and welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths and I'm really glad each and every one of you are here at the drive-in service and for those listening at home uh, the, at the, in the podcast service. Um, today's November 1st, 2020. This is our eighth drive-in. Um, it's also All Saints Day. And so um, we'll be celebrating that later in the service. Those of, those of you at home listening on the podcast, if you want a PDF form of this document of just the pictures of the, of the men and women who served and were a deep part of this congregation that are now in the kingdom triumphant, just email me at jason at pccov.net and I'll email you a PDF. And of those, you, if, you're, if you're in the drive-in service and you don't have one of these yet, um, uh, we'll get somebody. Maybe honk your horn or raise your hand or turn on your lights or something. Or send somebody, a delegate with a mask to find out where you can get one of these guys. And you probably got one at the service uh, at the, when you came in. Also, it's a communion service for those of you at home. Make sure... You get your elements ready. Um, and those of us here in the drive-in, make sure you got one of those pods. I got mine right here. And then um, I think that's it on the announcements. I've already said I'm really glad you're here. I think I did. And I also wanted to say uh, the children's ministry and the student ministries actually put on an amazing trunk or treat. They made lemonade for sure. So a round of applause or honk your horn. For Carrie and Rob, and uh, I got a Marsha Millar with a blast from the past for us. Um, I'll try to talk loud because I hear your speaker's not working, so we're working on it. (laughs) But anyway, Matthew 28, this is my teacher voice, by the way. (laughs) Matthew 28, 19 through 20 says, And I think all of us have at least heard about it if we haven't memorized it. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Think about it. We are called to make disciples of all nations. And as we do, Jesus will be with us always, not sometimes, but always. Large or small, urban or rural, well-funded or struggling to make ends meet, all churches are given the mandate. But there's one common denominator. Churches that are deeply engaged with missions haven't engaged by accident. They need to be intentional about being the hands and the feet of Jesus. This month of November, during the 60th anniversary of PCC, we will be reminded of different mission stories and people from the past. Can I say, as they put in the bulletin, a blast from the past? It will have to be a blast because we don't have much time in the service And I don't want to just list off a bunch of names and opportunities and such. 
But I pray as you hear these blasts, they will encourage you to be prayerf to prayerfully consider how God is leading our church and you personally to engage God's world. We believe that God has placed you here, right here, and I hope you will think deeply about God's calling. So in 1960, when that rolled around and the PCC members are just trying to figure out church for this new PCC church, and they are renting an old building in the fairgrounds. They start forming committees. Duh, we're Presbyterian. The first outreach committee forms, and the first couple of years, they do a lot of studies as a committee. At least that's what I read. I'm sure they asked themselves some hard questions. How will we be involved ourselves in mission? And what additional teaching and discipleship will be needed for our people, our congregation, to catch the vision they want to cast? I found it interesting to read the reports from long ago that in the 60s they looked at the top they looked at topics within their committee and discussed them narcotics and crime they studied and discussed the US involvement in Vietnam they discussed civil rights and ballot propositions was that 1960 or is that 2020 Eventually, in the late 60s, they started turning their eyes on the world outside to help do missions and participate, not discuss, missions. And spoiler alert, that is the topic for next week. Thank you, and keep praying. I feel like I'm motivated. That was awesome. It's, it's kind of nice that you were yelling. It kind of should, we should give you a megaphone next week. Just get on the soapbox. That was excellent. And I forgot one more announcement. In, in a couple weeks, November 15th, we're going to have a congregational meeting, a, a first ever in PCC history, uh, a drive-in congregational meeting. It'll be right after the service. It'll be brief but amazing. Make sure you show up for that. All right, so let's, let's go to God's Word. Let's still our hearts. If you're able, please stand for this, this morning's call to worship. I will extol, extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us all exalt His name together. Let's sing. Uh, just a few words, if this works. Uh, uh, about the, the turn of the century, uh, I'm talking about the 20th century, the famous, uh, the famous English composer, Ralph Van Williams, was tasked by the Church of England to, uh, how do you say that, to revisit or to redo the whole hymnary for the church. He took that task, it took a, a number of years to do it, and uh, he arranged many, many of the older hymns and the new ones that were coming. He also composed 
uh, several of them. One of which is the one that we're going to do today. It's a famous one. For all the saints, of which we're going to do verse number one, two, and six. And there's going to be an amen as well. <clears throat> Let's sing. <clears throat> done. Children, youth, high schoolers, all of you under the age of 20. <laughs> Carrie and Rob are waiting for you. You're dismissed. Uh, before we start, we're a little bit um, out of order. So if you would pull out the insert and get ready for the confession. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Standing on that promise, let us confess our sins against God and neighbor together. Eternal God, in every age you have raised up men and women who live and die in faith. We confess that we are indifferent to your will. You call us to proclaim your name but we are silent. You call us to do what is just, but we remain idle. You call us to live faithfully, but we are afraid. In your mercy, forgive us. Give us courage to follow in your way that joined with those from ages past who have served you with faith, hope, and love. We may inherit the kingdom you promised in Jesus Christ. Amen. Hear the good news, friends. Who is in a position to condemn us? Only Christ. And Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays for us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life has gone. 
a new life has begun. Know that each one of us is forgiven and be at peace. Confessions of faith unite brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. In a time when the rhetoric around us, around us seeks to divide, let us affirm our faith together in unison. In life and in death, we belong to God. Through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, we trust in the one triune God, the Holy One of Israel, whom alone we worship and serve. With believers in every time and place, we rejoice that nothing in life or death can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the familiar Psalm 23, we hear the words, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And in it concludes, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And that's what we're remembering today. God's goodness and mercy that has allowed our beloved saints to be with him in the house of the Lord forever. I'm going to read the names of our saints who went home to be with the Lord during the past year. I'll be reading them in the order of their passing. Joy Costlin. Joan Clamp Catherine Brown Charlotte Kalenda Kathy Farless George McTiernan, Pat Schwenison, Peggy Oostdyke, Sylvia Smith. Oaken Hemsari, Hudson Anthony Miller, Eden Marie Parrish, Gail White, George Washington Carlisle. Frank Ortiz. Eternal God, we remember with thanksgiving those who have loved 
and served you in your church on earth and who now rest from their labors, especially those most dear to us whom we name in our hearts before you. Keep us in fellowship with your saints and bring us at last to the joy of your heavenly kingdom. Amen. Well, this is actually a time of celebration, huh? To be absent from the body is to be in the presence of God. And so we've lost some friends this year, and at some point, we all will experience the same transition. So the same God that dwells within and around us is the reality of what those names who were just mentioned are fully experiencing. And they are dancing and singing around the throne because they are within Christ, as are we. So we're going to sing a song that you all know really well. It's called Friend of God. But it takes on a whole new meaning because now we're dancing and singing, not just with each other, but with those who have gone before us. Let's sing together. Who am I that you are mindful of me? That you hear me when I call.
I'd love to just extend an extra special welcome uh, to those among us that are here because you lost somebody close. But a saint uh, in your life, maybe the saint kind of held your life together and you're really uh, missing that person. I just want to thank you for showing up this morning. And um, my prayer, and actually the whole church's prayer, is that God would meet you in the valley and uh, remind you of the truth that we just sang, that God calls you friend and me. Just think about that. I don't know about you, but uh, I, was, I was kind of a loner. I, like I was thinking about, uh, as I was singing that, I was thinking, man, when I was in elementary school, I was kind of a quiet kid. I didn't have that many friends. But imagine God entering into the lunchroom in your elementary school and saying, hey, I want to sit with that guy. Uh, I don't know. There's a freebie. That's a free sermon. Some of you, might, that might that's all the gospel you need to hear, and you can drive out of here. Uh, but other, others of us need to, let's gather around the word. We've been in this series based on the website, blesseveryhome.com. And we've, we've, we, I would challenge you from the word of God all through September to start praying for the God, uh, the people God has placed in your life. And I think our church is really good at loving one another. But the sermon series is on is intentional. As we start out this year, I want us to, I want to start turning us outward and start lifting our gazes up from one another to the people that God has placed in our lives. And so I've challenged you all through September to pray for those people that God has placed in your lives, those people that live around you, those people that you come across at your jobs, those people that are checking your groceries out at the grocery store. Um, the men and women that you run across in your day-to-day lives. And so then in October, we rounded the corner and I shifted the gear from praying to actually caring. If, if we actually cared about the people God placed in our lives, I, I, radically, I, I think the, the world would be radically changed. If we gave the same love to we give, that we give to one another in this crew, to the people that God places in our lives, I think some dramatic changes would happen. And then this one, this month, I'm focusing on share. Um, and if you haven't registered at blesseveryhome.com, I reg- I, I, if you haven't heard me say it before, go home and do it. It's really, it's simple. You just log, you give them your address. They email you names of people around you and verses to pray over them. They pretty much do everything for you. And then your heart starts to grow for them. And then you'll start sharing stuff. Okay, that's the game plan, right? Is everybody okay with that game plan? No? Okay, I'll just go home. <laughs> Marsha's involved, that's good. Okay, well, let's get to the scriptures, right? Let's go to Acts chapter 3, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 10. One day, Peter and John were going to the temple at the hour of prayer, 
at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And a man lame from birth was being carried in. People would lay him daily at the gate of the temple called the Beautiful Gate so that he could ask for alms from those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them for alms. Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what do I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command, stand up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his, his feet and ankles were made strong. Jumping up, he, took, he, he stood and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized him as the one who, had, who used to sit and ask for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had just happened. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is a communion Sunday, so I'll make it brief. But I just want to point out a couple things about this text. First of all, Peter and John are going to the temple to worship. And that's just a word of encouragement for everyone here that's at the drive-in service and everyone listening at the podcast, listening to the podcast. I don't think I say it enough. Being here in giving your time to gathering together is a great thing. John Huffman used to always say, 90% of the battle is showing up. That's kind of a first. There's a helicopter. <laughs> Anybody know that guy? Anywho, so I want to thank you. Thank you for tuning in at home, and thank you for showing up this morning. There's a lot of things you could be doing right now. You could be sleeping with that extra hour and, and beyond. But you, you chose to just show up and gather together and praise the Lord. And kudos. If I could pat you each on the back, I, I would, but I can't. Uh, look for somebody to give you a gold star sometime. Maybe I'll mail one. Okay, next thing. There's a guy, he's been out in front of this beautiful gate for quite some time. And he's lame. He can't walk. And he's been asking for money. Everybody knows this guy. We find out later in the text. Everyone knows this guy. Peter and, and John don't just walk past. He's asking this guy, he's asking every person that they're going into the temple. Peter and John, Luke, Luke records, he wrote the book of Acts of the Apostles. He records, they looked intently at him. In my call to begin sharing 
the good news that you know that Jesus is the Christ and pays for all of our sins and makes us into new creations. The call to, to begin sharing that, that truth that is the gospel is to notice, is not to ignore. We're not people that keep our head in the sands. We're not people that retreat. We're not people that try and pretend that what's going on around us is going on around us. We look intently into the eyes of those who need. We look intently into the eyes of the problems that are facing us. And then notice, Peter speaks up. And Peter does what, and also, he, he's learned all this from Jesus, right? If you read the Gospel of Luke, if you, darn it, if you've read any of the Gospels, you notice this is kind of, this is Jesus' three-step process to sharing also. He continually looks at people. He continually sees what's going on. And then he says, I, I, I think this is a little bit of comedy. Look at us. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I, this is where I really identify with Peter. As a call to be a pastor, you don't, you're not called to have nice things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, does anybody know? Has anybody seen my Prius? Has anybody seen the car that I drive? If, if, if I, I'm walking into it, I'm walking in like this. I'm walking into the temple and I look like this. And somebody says, hey, can you give me some money? I think the first thing I would say is, hey, look at me. <laughs> you know, I got, a, I, got a, I got a pearl snap that I got at Walmart for $3. It was on super sale. You know, like he, he's, he's, he's like identified. He's real. He says, look at me. I, I don't got no money. Like I, 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 all I got is what I'm wearing. But then things get real. And you realize that Peter is a rich, rich person. He says, but what I do have, I give you. First step in that, first truth in that, and it's kind of cloaked and it's behind the scenes, is Peter knows he is a rich man. It's interesting. God always places a voice in my head whenever I show up at a congregation that reminds me that I'm a rich, rich man. I think it's a part of his, you know, you guys pray for me. I feel it. I know it. You guys are in my corner. I know it. And it doesn't mean I'm without trial. I got stung by a stingray on Friday. Has anybody got stung by a stingray? It hurts. Anyway, so it doesn't mean I'm like harmless. You know, like I, I'm, I'm indestructible. There's still pain and there's still crazy stuff I go through in life. But I covet your prayers and I love them and I feel them and I know them. But God always places me in a congregation. And in this congregation, there's a guy named Mark Lackey back there. I'm sorry to throw you under the bus. He, he just flashed his lights. He's back from Oklahoma. He's sitting in the Jag. He, he reminds me on a continual basis. Back in Muskegon, there was a guy named uh, Russ. Back in, uh, back in San Marino, it was a guy named Tom. 
Back at St. Andrews, there was a guy named Randy Spear who sometimes comes in here on a bike. He's got a crazy hair. I'm always surrounded by a guy that whispers in my ear every once in a while, you are rich. And my prayer is that every single person listening to this podcast, every single person sitting in this audience knows that if you're a child or a friend of God, as we just sang about, you are wealthy beyond measure. You have the Holy Spirit, the power that raised Jesus from the dead, coursing through your veins in the very core of your soul. It, does, it isn't in the text, but I, I guarantee you, Peter has this truth in this reality. He's firmly based in it. And then he knows. He knows the truth. Those of us that are wealthy, those of us that know that Jesus is the Christ, the risen one, who have had the light turned on in our lives, have had our souls redeemed from the pit, have had the mud that could never be washed off by water, but washed off by the blood of the risen Christ. If, you, if you're in that position, it's pointless. It is pointless to bottle it up and try and revel in it. The best thing to do is to open the floodgates and have it flow through you and bless every single person that God has placed in your path. My, I've just mentioned Mark Lackey. He throws me under the bus. He always says, it's like a straw. We're the straw. God's made us into this straw. If you dam up the straw, there's only a, a little bit of fluid that you can hold. But if you let the, the straw open, you let the Spirit of the Lord flow through you, you're doing what you're designed to do, and you're like a, 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 I don't know, it's kind of a weak metaphor, Mark. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Maybe it's a better hose. Uh, <laughs> a hose is a better metaphor. I don't know. But a straw is good. Anyway, everybody tracking? Man, I miss being in a sanctuary where I could hear you guys laugh, right? Gosh, I don't even know what I'm doing. It feels like I'm talking to a wall, but I can see my mother-in-law smiling in the back, so I know I'm doing something right. Okay, so... They're going to the synagogue. Good job. A plus. You got A plus on the first part of it. Do you realize how rich you are? If you don't realize how rich you are, don't leave this space. Find somebody after this. Keep your mask on and talk to somebody about what is he talking about? Why would I be rich? I don't have any money. It's a different rich. Are you allowing the blessings that God has given you to go on to everyone in your path? And then right at the end, this is what I love this. Right at the, the end picture is you can see Luke was, everybody says Luke was a doctor. Everybody know that? He wrote the Gospel of Luke and the Gospel of Acts. And you know that he's a doctor? Because church history tells us that. But also, this text right here. Notice what happens. Peter reaches out and touches. 
And then power comes back into the ankle. It's, it's almost like a physician. Like all of a sudden he's, he, he got some strength in his pinky toe. And then he got, some, he got some strength in his ankle. And then he got some strength in his legs. And then notice what he's doing. He starts bouncing and jumping up and down. Does anybody remember when God saved you? Is that not the best word picture you've ever heard of what it's like? When your life goes from meaningless to having purpose, when your life goes from lost to being found, when your life goes from being blind to seeing, to being in the dark to having light, that's the description that Luke says. He says it goes, it starts in your toes, and then it ends up in your face, and then it ends up in your whole body. When's the last time you jumped or danced? Some of you are of a certain age, it's not safe. So be careful, okay? I don't want, this isn't, uh, I don't want to hear of anybody breaking any hips or getting hurt. But I also, I want everyone within the sound of my voice to have more joy. I don't know about you, but if you turn on the news, everything's negative. If you go to the supermarket, there's people yelling at everybody. I don't know what happened with COVID-19 and people and driving. It's everybody forgot what the rules are. I think they just, the, the, the game, I guess, has increased. I need to be there in front of you. That seems like it was the mentality of everybody driving on the roads. Let's be joyfully slow in the slow lane and, and allow God to, I don't know where, they, to allow God to bless people. I don't know how that would happen through slow lanes, but listen to this. I'll just apply it and then we'll move on. Don't give up gathering together. Don't give up looking, listening, and seeing where God has placed you. I also, I skipped over, but Peter looked at the, the gate. The beautiful gate had silver and gold on it. And he says, I ain't got no silver or gold. And he made a connection between the reality and what people are going through. I think that's partially our application from this text too. Is make applications, make connections. What do I mean by that? Trump's slogan, make America great again. What does Jesus say about greatness? The way to, to be great is, it's not, it's not bad to want to be great, but the way to be great is to serve. Make that connection every time you talk to somebody that's really in Trump's deal. Biden, what, does he have a slogan? Does anybody know? Feel back better? Build? Build back better. What does God say about building back better? Bring it to Him. He's the master builder. Notice and realize how rich and wealthy you are if you're a child of the king. And I don't, I don't think it's a stretch that this is a call to share with 
anyone who asks what you do have to give it to them. I'm going to transition. Well, amen and amen. And may God equip us and empower us to fulfill what I just said. I'm going to transition to, this is also Stewardship Sunday. And many of you have pledged. I don't have pocket space to bring all the pledges up here. But I do have several pledges up here. And I want to pray over them. And I'd love you to extend the arm, even in your cars. Extend your arm to these pledges. And they represent the pledges, the hundreds of pledges, that have come in the mail and have come in through the plates. But let's, let's go to God with our pledges. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful Spirit, we know you are God. We recognize that you sustain and you provide. We pray for wisdom and discernment. And we pray that these pledges would honor and glorify your name to the maximum. I pray that you would use every cent, every penny pledged for equipping your saints and revealing where you're at work in the world around us. May your kingdom come on this earth through us as it is in heaven. And all God's people said, Amen. Now it's the part of the service where we call for the offering. Uh, for those of us in the, in the drive-in, you can leave your offerings and tithes in the plate on the way out. For those listening at the podcast, on the podcast, please mail them Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. This morning's offerings are now received. Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here, I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart, you're the one that guides my Lord, I need you, oh, I need you, every hour I need you, my one defense, my righteousness, oh God, how I need
just heard in the scriptures how the people who witnessed Jesus' followers at the gate were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. We come to this table, the Lord's table, in wonder 
and amazement about what this table represents. We come with grateful hearts at what Jesus Christ has done for us. Because of God's love reflected in Jesus, who gave himself for the life of the world, we rejoice in the gift of new life. We do not come to this table alone. We join with all the saints from all times and places who forever sing your praise. You are invited to this table. Will you pray with me? Loving God, we praise you for saints and martyrs, for the faithful in every age who have followed your Son. From every race and tongue and every people and nation, you have gathered them into your kingdom, and you have shown them the path of life. Remembering all your mighty and merciful acts, we take this bread and this wine from the gifts you have given us and celebrate with joy the redemption won for us in Christ Jesus. Gracious God, pour out your Spirit upon us and upon these gifts, that the bread we break mm. and the cup we bless may be the communion of the body and the blood of Christ. Number us among your saints, O God, and join us with the faithful of every age, that strengthened by their witness and supported by their fellowship, we may run with endurance the race that is set before us and may with them receive the unfading crown of glory when we stand before your throne of grace. Give us strength to serve you faithfully until the promised day of resurrection, when with the redeemed of all ages, we will feast with you at your table in glory. Mm. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor are yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. On the night that he was betrayed, our Lord gathered with his followers. And after giving thanks, he took bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you for the forgiveness of sins. Take, eat, and do so in remembrance of me. And so we say, take, eat. Pull the little cellophane tab on your cup. This is the body of Christ. Take and eat. In the same way, Jesus took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. Great is the mystery of our faith. Christ has died 
Christ has risen, Christ will come again. This is the blood of Christ. Take and drink. And know that your sins are forgiven. Lord Jesus Christ, you have called us to run with patience, to be faithful through the years, to bring hope to a broken world. Help us each day to be your people and to live lives of uncommon faith and love. You are the Lord forevermore. Amen. Once again, Thanks for coming out again. Um, and I also want to remind everybody, in November 15th, in a couple weeks, there'll be an all-church, uh, an all, if you're a member, right afterwards, we'll have a congregational meeting and we'll, we'll vote on our new deacons and elders. Um, please stand and r receive um, this morning's benediction. And then right afterwards, you'll want to sit down again because we do our Lord's Prayer, the singing style. If anybody's never been here, you're in for a nice treat. But for now, right now, let's just receive this morning's benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your mind today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Sing with me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.